Welcome, reporting live on Zoom. You are listening to Chais and Cheesement, a podcast brought to you by the world of Feriela. I'm Jennifer, aka Fed, reporting live from the Pink Palace. And I'm Daniela, aka Ella, reporting to you live from the Sirena Oasis. <sighs> Yay! Can you guys believe that summer is flying by? so fast i feel like this entire time in the pandemic has moved like at a snail's pace Mm -hmm. and as soon as hot girl summer started it's just been flying i'm like i haven't even done anything summer-esque besides the picnic you and i had last Mm -hmm. month but like i've been like focusing on my grind and all of that stuff that i haven't I don't know. What about you? I had time. Yeah, honestly, when you said the picnic, I was like, yeah, we did have a picnic, but it was so windy. So what summer? Actually, where I live now, it's very windy all the time. I'm struggling. I'm literally under a blanket, guys. Uh, but yeah, I'm like struggling to like, I'm like, oh, I want to wear my summer outfits, but I'm cold all the time. It's windy. It's not practical. So that's kind of what I've been doing like with my summer. I can't believe right now when we're filming this, it is July, uh, mid-July technically, right? Yeah, so it's mid-July. And yeah, you're right. It's been flying by. I'm like, what summer? Everybody's been saying that they're like, oh, yeah, summer this, summer that. And I'm like, oh, my God, it feels like we're still in spring. And that means next thing you know, August is around the corner and then it's fall, my favorite season. Yes. But, yeah, I can't wait for fall. But I'm also like, fall is so close. I haven't worn all of my summer clothes. I haven't done the summer things. Hello. I have a confession. So, and I think my uh, my introverts will relate to this. Mm. All right, introverts. Is it truth or a lie? Summer literally makes no difference for us. What summer? I keep telling myself I have this weird thing where I feel like I need to do summer things. And I'm like, I need to do summer things. I need to go out for summer. I need to do this. But then I remember every summer I had in high school and I'm like, I never did anything. I never did shit. I just stayed home and everything. I had more free time to watch anime. I had like, I didn't really do anything. So I feel like for introverts, summer, it doesn't matter. Like summer is like, just like a whatever season. It's just hot now, but it's like, it's like what's summer. And so I will say introverts, if you relate to this comment, like below, Um, but yeah, like, I feel like summer is like whatever to me. I keep pressuring myself to feel like I need to do summer things, but I tell myself I've never done summer things. I've never gone out during the summer. I don't really do that. Um, so to me, it's no surprise that it's flying by. I think I'm just, the pandemic has, I think, put pressure on me to be like, I have to enjoy every single moment of every single thing that's happening. Um, but yeah, that's like, uh, I'm like, girl, you never do anything for summer. So who are you fooling? I don't do summer things. I just, I, on the other hand, do do (laughs) summer things. Mm -hmm. Um, and I haven't gone to the beach yet. And I'm like, really? Like, I, I need to, I bought a bunch of bikinis for mm-hmm. the summer season to, you know, you know, we're, we're big advocates of everybody has a summer body because mm-hmm. all you need, and everybody has a beach body. Guess why? Because if you're at the beach and you have a body, it's a beach body. It is. Beach body. Yes. You don't have to look one specific way. You know us. We don't, we don't fucks with that. Um, and so I bought me a bunch of bikinis and I was, I was joking to my mom the other day because I decided to go on the riskier <laughs> side because, um, you know, your girl, your girl got a, got a, got a new ass during this pandemic and, and a natural new ass. I didn't go get, yeah, you made it sound like <laughs> I love money. I'm a broke college student now again. Um, no, no, no. But your girl got an ass this summer, their last summer fall point is I want to show it off <laughs> and so I got me some cheeky bikini bottoms I even went as far and bought a thong bikini bottom 
which looks fantastic by the way. And I was joking to my mom, I go to the beach. And she was like, yeah, you and your friends should go to the beach. That sounds like a good idea. And I was like, I know I, I, I haven't even estrenado my new thong bikini. Estrenado means like debuted. In yeah. yeah. And, um, my mom was like, ah, she hates it. She's old fashioned Mexican, you know, uh, machismo and all of that, where people mm-hmm. try to dictate what you wear. And I'm the complete opposite. Lately, I've been pretty dressed fairly conservative, but normally I, the yiddies are out. out. Yeah, the yiddies are out. My legs are fully out. I always am, I'm in crop tops. When I get to the winter, the ass is out. <laughs> when, when I get to the winter, um, I always uh, remember that um, the majority of my shirts are missing the bottom half and and then I regret it and I regret it quite a bit. But but one really fun thing this week is your girl got a job. job and started a new job but it's none of your business where i work but everybody congratulate daniela in the comments and i'll be checking i'm gonna be checking (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i i'm really excited i'm really excited um and then also one other thing happened this week uh so we 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 baked some cupcakes (gasps) that turned into a disaster they turned into a disaster because well they're a delicious disaster i meant to bring one to have Oh, oh, that was a good idea. I meant to bring one to show them. Yeah, damn it, damn oh. it. Did I eat one this morning already? I Probably because I already time. ate one. Yeah, so I was like, oh, I had like already felt empalagada. That's mm-hmm. that's. Uh, I don't know what the translation for that is. Point is that I already felt like it was too much sugar. So I was like, oh, and I forgot to grab one. So I'm like, I meant to bring one though. But yes, we did bake some cupcakes. It was a fun experience. This is the first time I ever made cupcakes out of um out of like out of scratch essentially. Mm-hmm. Like because we I normally just use cake mix and call it day like mm-hmm. that's not it's baking and it's not you know uh by this time we use like the flour the this the ingredients had to go in two different bowls does anybody know why they need to be in two different bowls because science i don't okay i don't know but i need to know why that's I, this is why i failed astrology guys when i, I mean astrology astronomy <laughs> astronomy <laughs> I probably will fail astrology too. Uh, I'm not really good with concepts that I, I need to know why. Like the speed of light thing was so hard. That's the basic in astronomy. And like, I could not wrap my head around the speed of light. Cause I'm like, I need to know how, how are we measuring light? What do you mean the speed of light? And that's why I failed. Listen, I learned astronomy. to not question it and just trust it. It works. So it works. That's actually when you don't buy like the box mix, most cake, uh, recipes or almost all cake recipes have you separate the dries and mix that first and then separate and then you do put them together afterwards but I've heard of that. no I've they, heard that before. Yeah. the cupcakes ended up being uh we called um uh dark fetty because they're supposed to be a lemon funfetti um but when we started mixing the funfetti um well, <laughs> you know what you guys will see because we're gonna post a TikTok about it in a in somewhere coming up. Either it already happened. Oh no, it would have definitely already happened. So they it turned into happened. dark fetty. Turned yeah. into dark fetty. Uh, they we were all gray. saw the dark fetty copy yeah, cupcakes already. Yeah, you yeah, saw they the were, dark fetty cupcakes. They were gray with pink frosting. Um, but another cool thing that happened that night was so we have a TikTok now, right? And um, so we posted a video last week of us dressing each other, mm-hmm. and I remember. I looked like this is our first video we're not following anyone we didn't even have a description we're just like let's just let's post something um nothing we haven't really done much on our tiktok I look the following morning and it's like 
there's no views on it or anything. And I'm like, and in my head, I'm like, well, that makes sense. Like we're not following anyone. Like we don't have anything established. And then while we're making these dark fetty cupcakes, um, (laughs) sorry, Uh, (coughs) while we're doing these dark fetty cupcakes, we go and look on the TikTok, on the TikTok, on TikTok. <laughs> and uh, turns out that we had over like a thousand views and like 520 likes, like the, like the ratio was really good. It was like a 50% turnaround ratio. And, and I just started crying. Cause I was like, what people actually liked it. And I like her, um, uh, Jen's mom walked into the kitchen and I was like teary-eyed because I was like what oh my god we didn't even do it we don't even have a bio and like (laughs) it's already got all of these likes and like what where did these people come from and 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 uh Jen Jen got a little bit mad at me for um uh, not believing in us yeah it's not that I don't believe in us it's I don't believe in myself I have low self-esteem I do so so me by association um but it's Nah, guys, this is the thing. No, but I, I edited it and I posted it. So it's true. Responsibility. But I will say for me, it's something that I always joke about with uh, with Danny is that I'm always like, you know, like I'm like, I walk into things with the notion, maybe this is naive of me, but I walk into things with the notion that everybody knows about this. Everybody likes me. Everybody accepts me. This is the way I walk into life. And I know you're probably thinking, wow, um, wow, it's so confident. Guys, I don't know either. I also don't consider myself a very confident person, but the way that I start things and I like, like for example, this TikTok, right? Let's put that into perspective of the TikTok. So the TikTok, I thought, all right, I don't know anything about TikTok. I, this is the, the WAF one is the only one I've ever had. I don't know anything. I'm not even on there scrolling. So I don't even know how it works. And then, you know, Danny was like, oh, we don't have a bio. We don't have this. We don't have that. We don't follow nobody. We only follow her. (laughs) So I'm thinking, well, okay, you know what? Maybe it'll reach people. Maybe we'll have like 50 or like 20 and like likes or whatever. And that's okay with me. I already expected some kind of, but of course I have realistic expectations. I wasn't like, we're going to become viral off of one video. Mm-hmm. But in my brain, the way I perceived it is that I'm like, well, if somebody likes you, they like you. Like they, you don't need no bio. You don't need no, think about all the people that on the internet have gone viral and they don't have anything. They work regular, smegular jobs. And like, they're not like some influencer people. Mm-hmm. And like, sometimes there are people who, builds up this influencer brand for years and years and years and put so much effort and it takes them so long to get noticed because what I've learned is when people like you they like you regardless of a bio regardless of whatever it is that you're doing and I think that that this shows when people like you they like you and it made me so happy because I'm like that's great like I said I walked into it thinking everybody will like me anyway <laughs> so we have the opposite kind of view. whereas I like, walk in thinking everybody hates gonna- us yeah. <laughs> everybody hates me nobody wants to talk to me I'm resting bitch face they think I'm weird Uh they think I'm intimidating which is Uh like I'm a softie on the inside like I'm sensi which stands for a sensitive Uh I mean y'all know we had a cry cam once did we have a cry counter that ever go up um yeah the cry counter I remember that also guys speaking of cry counters and things that like um that we do on this podcast that's (laughs) we should start another counter but um for me, but I, the fact that I already fixed it, I guess we'll see. I don't know if y'all noticed, if y'all are watching, if you watched the previous episode, I was waiting for somebody to point it out and I'm still kind of waiting, but by the time this comes out, we'll see. Uh, my headphones were on backwards. Um, why didn't y'all, why didn't y'all tell me? Why didn't y'all tell me? And so I'm waiting for somebody to tell me in the comments that uh, the headphones were on backwards. So I'm going to have a counter on the things that are on backwards for me or the things that I just don't, that I'm doing wrong. 
<laughs> because the headphones, I fixed them today because I made a mental note. So that probably won't happen again. But I'm pretty sure something in the background is going to be wrong one of these times. I'm pretty sure this is not going to be on one of these times. Uh, there's always. And that's that. why we wear these now, because that's at first we, we didn't want to wear them all the time. And then we had a video where my audio wasn't on and I couldn't tell. We couldn't tell because we weren't like listening so yeah those are yes. some fun things also in the spirit of all things great i have my 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 brekkie here um i'm not gonna tell you the shameful time that it is right now 12 51 <clears throat> but this is this is my breakfast i i woke up late it was great i had an appointment with my psychiatrist you know things are going well with my meds <laughs> and all that good stuff so like <sighs> it's cool it's cool but like uh yeah <laughs> what are you okay i see the cereal uh yeah the cereal with the bananas what are you drinking he caught me mid joke um a chai but of course but okay it's I'll a special chai you. it's a special chai because it's my chai mix with some uh nesquik because i'm a child mm -hmm. um, and then because i'm more of a child with uh chocolate almond milk mm -hmm. and a few splashes of this new thing that I'm adding into my chais. That's a game changer. You got to get it. It's at Trader Joe's. They have this almond beverage that's blueberry lavender flavored. Mm -hmm. It's so good. It's subtle, but it's so good. And I, I've been adding it to my chais lately. Honest, okay, I, I thought I was gonna catch you because I've been seeing you eat the cereal, but I didn't see the chai. And I was like, Am I gonna catch you without a chai? Guys, I was almost without a chai, but my brother saved the day. I'm gonna turn the cup around. Y'all saw where it's from. <laughs> but it is a chai as well. Um, it is my soy vanilla chai. My brother saved the day because he woke me up early. I was not having it. I am a morning person, but um for me, uh, I you know, not. I don't yeah, I'm a morning person. He woke me up, but he wakes me up very aggressively, like by pounding on the door, and I don't like that. That's I like aggressive. to wake up, but I like silence. Yeah. Do you, do you want to know how my brothers That's... used to wake me up? Pounding on the door, I can deal with. Yelling my name, I can deal with. My brothers used to pull my blankets off of me while I was in bed, and I was on the second floor, and they would drag them all the way downstairs. No. So I would have to um, either grab another blanket, which I would do sometimes, um, because I'd be like, joke's on you, I got another blanket. Um, <laughs> and I'm not a morning person at all. I'm a night owl. I hate waking up. I actually, uh, we were just talking about this last night that like, mm -hmm. if you love to sleep, but <laughs> you lay down in bed, go to sleep immediately, wake up get up immediately. You don't like to sleep because mm -hmm. listen, I love to sleep. Faye loves to sleep. And when I go to bed, I'm not going to bed. I'm like, I'm laying in bed, but I want to uh, enjoy the comfort of my bed. I like to, you know, roll around, get like, feel the warmth of my blankets. And when I wake up, I don't want to get up immediately. Like I might get up to go to the bathroom, but then mm -hmm. I jump back in, I cozy in, I cuddle with my pillows all by my damn self. I'll watch a few videos. I'm cozy. Like, because when you're asleep, you're not enjoying mm -hmm. the coziness of your bed. You're unconscious. You're, you're dreaming. I don't know what bed. I don't even know that I'm laying on a bed. I could be on the floor <laughs> for all we know. But like, what bed? What bed? What bed? But like, when I lay in bed awake at night or in the morning, 
That's just like my way of like decompressing my night or moting, motivating my morning afternoon. It's uh, <laughs> I'm only <laughs> I agree. Okay. I have this thing where I always tell people about decompression time. I'm like, okay, uh, you need to have decompression time. I have decompression time. I will come home. What I, sometimes going to bed um, and doing what, you know, we just described the whole, just laying there and like, like, you know, for like an hour or so, um, that will be my decompression time because nobody's talking to me. I can just listen to my little videos, put my headphones on, listen to music. If I want, I think my random ADHD thoughts and ask myself, um, you know, what, well, what do alpacas feel like? Like I think about all, like, yeah, I think about random things like this, you know? And I think about like, ra- like random thoughts. And I remember, oh, a random song I haven't heard in so long. Let me Google that right now and listen to it. I try not to overdo it though. For me, the, the tip is to not overdo it with the ADHD thoughts, with the um, stimulus, because then you overstimulate your brain. But I do like to have decompression time. Um, so I have this confession too, like what Ooh. it is that I have been doing lately to kind of get myself in like, a sleep space and like make myself feel like sleepy and whatnot and like safe and like yeah so what I've been doing is I'm a huge fan or was I was I was I was but I'm like nah I still think it was a good book series I was a huge fan of Junie uh Junie B Jones books yay me too yes I loved Junie B Jones I read all of them I just like them. They were really fun to read. And I still like them. Cause I'm like, I always think they were brilliantly written. They were so funny. They were so funny. Like I was like, that's, I think as an adult, they're even hilarious. Cause I relate to the adults in the stories. <laughs> so the, what I've been doing lately is I found this uh, YouTube video of this reading of uh, this lady reading uh, the Junie B. Jones books, like in a soft voice. Cause I like, you know, I'm not really a fan of ASMR because I don't like whispering, but I do like things being read to me. So yeah, that's what I'll do. When I'm like ready to go to sleep and I want my brain to wind down and stop thinking thoughts, um, I will just put that on. I put on my headphones, put on someone reading a Junie B. Jones book and try to listen to the story. And eventually I'm out. And it's great. It's great because I love children's books. I think it's just a great like nostalgic thing. I think I wonder I'm like, I'm just like age regression, I think. <laughs> because yeah, that's what I'm doing. And it's like really fun. That's my confession. I would definitely recommend that if you like or have trouble sleeping or have trouble kind of getting out of that, I'm overly stimulated space. I think trying to re- like go to some like a quieter activity. Because for me, reading would be the quieter, quieter activity, but just I haven't found any good reading material mm-hmm. lately. Like I've struggled to find reading material. And I think it's that ADHD that I always talk about. Mm. Uh, because well, I think- if you ever want to go through the library of Danny, <laughs> I got two more shelves up there and two more shelves down here. Yeah. I, I love me some books, but I haven't been motivated to read lately because I'm so like tired mm-hmm. all the time. But you're not an ASMR person. I, on the other hand, ham, hand. Oh my God. Okay, so we have this- <laughs> Oh my God. We have this thing that we've been talking about lately that um, I'm, you guys probably know this, but I'm pretty loud. I'm a generally loud person. Um, And I'm loud because if I can't hear myself say something, I could be speaking gibberish. I could be telling you my deep, dark secrets because shit just comes out of my mouth. And uh, this has been happening a lot more lately. Like I meant to say hand uh, on the other hand, but I said on the other ham. And earlier, <laughs> earlier when I was giggling in the very, very beginning, I was giggling because I said something extremely inappropriate instead of what I was trying to say, <laughs> but you didn't catch it. And I was I like, did. oh, you did? I did. Okay. And yeah, I was I like, did. 
Am I, are we going to re-record or are we just going to, nah, we'll just <laughs> roll with it. Fuck it. Fuck it. So if you guys know it, it's there. About, yeah. Um, but I do like ASMR. And so whenever I'm ready to go to bed, I, um, I play an ASMR video and lately I've been into the spa ASMRs. So, mm. uh, somebody does my skincare ASMR. They put like a mask on me and I knock out. I have also a question Ooh. for you. A very serious question that I've been seeing on the internet and I'm on both sides of the fence. Do you sleep with socks on? No. Well, actually, it depends. I prefer not to sleep with socks on because my blanket steals all of my socks. But if my feet is cold and it's too cold, I'm going to go put on some of my sleepy socks. I got a bunch of sleepy socks. I didn't buy a damn one of them. My mom gifts them to me all the time. Sleepy socks? Yeah, there's those really thick, fuzzy socks. Oh, yes, um, yes. Yeah, I put those on to go to sleep. And those don't tend to fall off of me. They're not tight, but maybe because they're above my ankle, so it would require more movement than just like sliding off the edge of my foot. I'm yes, I am also okay. So here's the thing, I'm on both sides of the fence. Sometimes I'll sleep without socks, but I'm just a generally cold person. My feet yeah. and my hands are always cold. Um, so I most most of the time I put on socks. I put on socks to sleep, but I do like that. I would like to sleep with no socks on. But please, those of you who sleep without socks on, how do you circulate the blood to your feet so that your feet aren't cold? My feet are always ice cold, and I don't like my feet touching up on each other with their little ice coldness. So I always sleep with socks on. Which brings me to sock cam. Now that we brought up feet and socks, y'all know. <laughs> you know we like feet here. <laughs> you know we like feet here. Uh, <laughs> We're gonna put. We're gonna make T-shirts, and we're gonna put. You know, we like feet here. Um, <laughs> it'll be an inside joke between all of us and all, everyone who watches us. So that you know, we like feet. All right. So, in the spirit of of what our topic today will be, um, I Ooh. yes, I'm wearing socks, and they are okay. Let me show you. I hope you guys can see this. Uh, I'm also wearing shorts, <laughs> so y'all are like, what the hell? <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, so that y'all will see, um, hopefully you guys can see the details. If not, I'm going to describe them to you. So okay. my socks are black and these are my socks. Oh, they're, this is the detail. Okay. I can't see it because my uh, laptop is angled in an interesting way, but uh -huh. I don't know if the viewers can see it. What is okay. that detail? Because it so just looks like, like a, like a fuzzy, like a really fuzzy, sh like if that was a brat's shoe, that's what your foot looks like. My brat's shoe. Um, no, this is a little lace ruffle. Y'all remember them socks that your mom would dress you in and have a little ruffle on them at the top. Mm -hmm. This is what that is. It's a little lace ruffle. I got these at Daiso. So maybe this, the ruffle could be a little nicer, but oh well, who cares? The point is that these are my little black socks with a lace ruffle on them. So what I liked about them is that they're black socks and they're like, kind of like, uh, you know, I guess sleek and whatnot but i like the lace ruffle i like the touches of feminine i like those i actually have a lot of these lace ruffle socks thingies i have some white pairs i bought it was the only black pair i have but i have a white pair and i think i have a um halloween themed one with the ruffles on them yeah I like yes you do There's, because yes. i have them too yes yes so i have them and i love them i love i think we should bring that back the ruffle and so what and the spirit of what we're talking about it's because oh yes Can, are you yeah, I, yeah mm -hmm. I, have, I have a sock cam now no no now these socks you have seen before but what I'm going to show you is hypocrisy. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to show you hypocrisy. hypocrisy? Okay. First off, uh, if you ask me what one of my pet peeves is, it's uh, hypocrisy. I hate hypocrites. Um, yet, right now, I'm about to <laughs> drag myself. 
I have a hot take about that. Socks and sandals. Socks and sandals. I've never had to do this from this angle. It's my unicorn socks with my pink slides. (laughs) I hope I don't look like I'm giving birth. Um, (laughs) You don't. I never wear socks with sandals. Um, I used to talk hella shit. Well, not hella shit, but I used to be like, why the fuck do people wear socks with sandals? It looks so... Um, I also used to never wear flannels and I hated them and now I do, but I understand cozy is cozy is lazy. It it's a look socks with, with slides, slides with slides. slides. Exactly. Black now, now, black. now socks with flip-flops, you fight me. Hell no. Um, but with the slides, I was just like, I do it a lot now. I They're never owned cute. slide before. It's kind of cute, but it's also hella comfortable. Cause if there's one thing I hate, it's laces. Mm-hmm. It's laces that don't tie themselves. I go out of my way to find shoes that don't have any laces that I need to tie for real. If it's like between two shoes and one of them has laces, the other one doesn't, um, I'm getting the ones without laces because I don't want to. I know how to tie my shoes, but I just don't want to. It's something I don't want to do anymore. Uh, I've decided I, I, I'd rather save my time. But I yeah, like, yeah, I got socks with sandals today. So, okay, two things. One, the laces thing. Yes, uh, for me, I don't go out of my way, but I do prefer boots that have a zipper over having to tie them as a lace. It's just, it's quicker, okay? I want to put my foot in and that's it. I want to put my foot in and go. I want to have a zipper. I'm mean, going to like the look of the zipper better. But uh, when boots have laces, they're not deter me. They don't deter me from it, but I do like zippers better. Second thing, hot take. I swear, I swear, guys, when people say hypocrisy is one of my pet peeves, normally... <laughs> they got a couple of hypocrisies on themselves whenever they say that it's really interesting you're one of those people and i have heard of other people too who are like i hate hypocrites and i had some things that they were a little hypocritical about it's i have i swear that is the that is the precursor if somebody says that and just know that they most likely oh yeah have for a example yeah. i hate being late i don't care when other people are late <laughs> but i'm like late so often <laughs> And I hate it. I hate it so much. I like punctuality, but I just can't. But now I know that it's uh, ADHD related. So it makes sense. Makes sense why I suck at time management. Yeah, honestly, same. I'm always late too. But I wonder, (laughs) I wonder if it's an ethnic thing. Because we always have that joke about Latinos. If you want them to show up, uh, I, I don't want like, do we all have ADHD? I don't think so. I think it's just an ethnic thing that it's like, if you want them to show up at four, you know <laughs> oh 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 my mom literally i got off work at 10 yesterday my brother was supposed to pick me up mm-hmm. and uh she told him 9 30 and he was on time because he, he's always late he's always late but he was on time and so he was sitting there chilling in the parking lot for like 30 minutes <laughs> you gotta tell them early if you want them there at four tell them he was like one. why did it take you so long to get off i was like how long have you been here? And he was like 9.30. I was like, I literally just got off, grabbed my shit and walked into the car. I didn't oh, take me long to get off at all. He actually, oh, no, no. I thought you meant that he got there at 10. That's why you meant he was on time. No, you meant he actually got there at 9.30. Oh, no. Yeah, that's kind of oh, funny. no. <laughs> well, that, okay, funny. honestly, you know, that if that doesn't show you that your mom's belief in being on time <laughs> with your brother, <laughs> she did not believe on him being punctual. Um, that's hilarious. Oh, but yes. speaking of work and punctuality and all that good stuff, today, something we want to touch base on is femininity in the workplace. Because mm-hmm. 
we started having a conversation last week when I was interviewing for my job. Again, not disclosing, but I I was thinking about how I had to go out of my way to buy more interview clothes because I went through like a three interview process and all of the clothes that I own, I only had like one interview outfit and also like my body changes. So everybody's body changes. My weight has fluctuated in this last year. So mm-hmm. I haven't put those on in a while. Not all of them fit right or comfortably. It didn't feel good on me. So I had to go buy stuff. Right. And, um, you know, it's funny because like I have some professional looking heels, but like heels aren't seen as professional. I have a pink blazer, but like pink is um, professional. I have like clothes that are what someone would classify in the same kind of tier as professional mm-hmm. clothes. But the reason it's not professional is because it's too feminine. Mm-hmm. Like I have dresses that are more on the professional side, I would say, but I could never wear those because it's a dress. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like yeah. We, we were talking about how much femininity is like not, it doesn't cross with being professional like the more feminine you are the less professional you are Mm -hmm. i i i honestly i agree i agree because at least my experiences have been um i have worked in female dominated uh industries before like i've mentioned i uh worked in uh makeup before right so i worked in makeup and that's a female female dominated industry because uh my higher-ups were all female mostly everybody that worked there was female and so i have worked in areas like this and also i've worked in more of a mixed kind of field you know and so i've worked in both places and my first jobs were uh you know with the in makeup so a lot of the i didn't have that idea going in i didn't have that idea that i needed to be like you know that femininity was looked down upon i just knew that was okay you know what a lot of these jobs have to do with your makeup and your presentation of yourself so um you that's what mostly i focused on not so much the clothes are not really a focus Mm -hmm. um Yes. And then I moved on to a mixed field. And when I moved on to that mixed field is when I started seeing like what you're saying, like femininity in the workplace is seen as like, uh, as seen as either juvenile or seen as unprofessional. And I never, like, I always wondered why, because like, you know, we were talking about it, the reason I talked about, about the whole socks thing, right? So the little, the little lace ruffle, I like to wear socks, the little lace ruffle. And a lot of people have gone stairs. <laughs> I always wear my little combat boots, but mm. also I've gotten them before and people were like, you know, and it's weird because they're seen as juvenile. Yep. And when I ask people, well, what do you see as you, ju- what makes them juvenile? And they kind of will tiptoe around it. And I'll just keep asking like, what, what's juvenile about them? They're white, they're solid color, they're black. What's juvenile? And they'll say the little ruffle. Oh, because it's feminine? Because there's a little ruffle, a lace texture that's feminine. My, my socks are now juvenile because they're feminine. I told them take off the ruffle. Are they okay now? And they're like, yeah. Because yeah, if we just eliminate the ruffle on my sock, right? Mm-hmm. They're just black socks. They're just black socks, right? So it's like, that's what I was thinking. So I wore them in the spirit of this whole, um, of this topic. Because y'all know I love my femininity. I love feminine presenting. Um, but point is, is that, yes, I learned that often in that mixed workplace that I had before is that they um, very much... I, there was like an unspoken rule. That's the worst part is that I feel yeah. like this femininity is an unspoken rule. Nobody says don't wear that. Um, but the times that you take <clears throat> chances is the responses you get. Um, I have an interview on Monday. So there's that. Monday. Um, and one of the professional things that I have is pink. You know, you said I have a pink bla- blazer. I have a pink button down. It's really nice. I love the material. And I'm thinking about wearing it. But I'm also second guessing myself. 
because you know there's that whole thing there's that oh he's gonna seem as unprofessional i'm wearing pink and i always want to know uh why is pink seen as such an unprofessional color but none of these other colors seem to be held to that kind of standard, right? Um, you can wear blue. You can wear, you can wear this kind of blue. You can wear baby blue. Mm-hmm. Baby, why is this acceptable? This is also a pastel. Why yeah. is this acceptable? But this is not. Yep. Why? They're the same. They're the same. It's just a different shade. Um, so that's always, huh? <laughs> I was going to say like pinks and brights too, because like bright mm-hmm. colors are seen as very like feminine as well. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you don't, it's, it's, it's uh, rare that you see like a guy with like a really bright shirt, like, like, like mm-hmm. a standout piece. Uh, but like in women's fashion, there's lots and lots of colors. Um, mm-hmm. It's, it's uh, interesting to think about because when you said you're thinking about wearing that pink button down, like this is something that is so ingrained in our society that my brain is like, I want to tell you to fuck it, do it. But there's another really strong part of me that's like, uh, you really want that job though. Don't risk it. Like it's, it's mm-hmm. not, it's not worth And that's awful, right? That I'm thinking mm-hmm. that you could risk the opportunity for someone Over to see. Shirt. Yeah. I will say though, um, as someone who is unconventionally looking, uh-huh. I always get nervous for that reason too. And like a mm-hmm. lot of the times I would pull my hair back for interviews because, or like now that I have textured hair, um, I was wondering when I was interviewing if I should straighten my hair and I Mm -hmm. haven't applied heat to it for a year now, over a year Mm -hmm. now, and I don't want to. Um, And I was like curious about like my rings or like the way that I presented myself. I looked a lot more masculine in my interviews, which I did really like the outfits, but Mm -hmm. I just felt really silly about like how I had to like go get a whole new wardrobe just to Mm -hmm. interview for a job because if I looked too feminine if I was wearing heels like and and this is something that I used to run across as an issue too like being a woman or being feminine um when you're working side by side with a man in Mm -hmm. in the dance industry I noticed that people thought that he was like the superior the creative, the one who did like kind of the stuff. And, and I've noticed that like with dynamics that are traditionally like male, female, that mm-hmm. people view like the male is like the boss boss. Mm-hmm. When in reality, I was the creative. I was the one that taught my previous partner everything that they knew or a lot of what they knew. I guided them. I brought in all of the systems. I brought in all of the ways that we were tracking things. Um, and if anything, we were equals because I also didn't see myself above them, but it would frustrate me when people would just assume that like it was all him and that I was just kind of like, no, I'm extremely capable just because I'm one um, feminine, I'm a woman or I have like colored hair or I dress more feminine does not mean that I am not capable. And like now I, you know, I've been thinking in the last year or so, but like definitely something that I do is I've always mentioned to people um, that I date or that I'm with that are like serious that I don't like PDA in the workplace Mm -hmm. because the moment that like, so I've, I've noticed this, like when you mm-hmm. see a man who works, mm-hmm. let's say in like a business place and he mm-hmm. displays PDA with his significant other, or his uh-huh. wife, he's seen as, oh, 
like a father figure, like mm-hmm. such a nice man. Like that's all well-rounded, very well-rounded mm-hmm. kind of person. Opposite, when you see a woman being affectionate with their partner, with their significant other, whatever. Um, it's unprofessional. It's unprofessional. She's soft. She's going to drop out. I'm sorry, not drop out, quit when she has kids. She's not permanent here. And mm-hmm. I've noticed that. And that's why I don't like PDA in the workplace. It's not because I don't like physical touch. I do, but mm-hmm. I don't like for people to perceive me or change their view about me because I am soft, quote unquote, yeah. soft. And that's like, that's shit. That sucks. Cause I've definitely had partners be like, you don't want me to like hold your hand or this, this, and that. And I'm like, it's not that I don't want you to, it's that people look at me differently when you do. People stop taking me seriously. People are like, I don't know. I become an accessory. I become from being my own person to an accessory. And that's what I used to hate too, Uh um, is that when I would meet people and they're like, oh, you teach, right? And then I'm like, yeah. And they're like, you're so-and-so's Daniela. I belonged to someone. Mm, like, instead of just being Daniela, I was so-and-so's Daniela. You're so-and-so's yeah. Daniela. And I'm like, what? No, I'm just Daniela. But yeah. yeah, I work with them, but I don't belong to them. They don't exactly. own me. I'm my own person. I make my own decisions. I have autonomy over myself. Mm-hmm. I'm extremely professional and extremely capable of achieving whatever the hell I want. And I don't need someone behind me to do that for me. And I don't need to look a certain way. Like I, mm-hmm. my hard work speaks for itself. And I, I wish that that, I wish that, 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 that femininity, femininity wasn't such a <sighs> weapon against huh. Uh, people because like that's what I feel too I definitely feel that like yeah femininity is a weapon I like that the way it's phrased because yes it's like you mentioned uh it's crazy to think that if I wear my pink button down that's how I'm gonna blow the interview that I blew the interview before I even spoke before I even spoke and that's like again femininity being demonized femininity being like weaponized against somebody because it's like uh, again, this person's going to take one look at me and then already have this preconceived, let's assume, right? Let's assume that this is what's going to happen. They'll have this preconceived notion and everything. And I'm going to blow this interview because I did that. And I think that that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous at the way that I'm presented. Um, of course, there are like, for me, I am somebody who thinks like, you know, things are certain like appropriate for certain situations, right? Yeah. Like I also would not come into an interview with like a pink tube top on. But like I mentioned, this is a pink button down. This is a pink the material is professional looking. The cut is professional looking. It's more professional looking than this. This is a little crop top. It's not even a crop top. Point is, it's like that. It's crazy to me that it's just because of the color. It's a baby pink. It's a, the color is what would set me apart. It's like either juvenile. So I'm probably saying even seriously, or I could possibly blow my chances at this. And I think that that's in, it's crazy to think that I definitely, like I mentioned, also another thing, I had a friend of mine uh, talk about their experience uh, with working in their, you know, in a company that they work for, and how they created like a graph, they created a graph on there. And one of the default colors for the bars that were on the bar graph was pink, it's just a default. And uh, they mentioned that at one point, well, you know, cause he had to pre- present this, right? Imagine like over Zoom, they presented it. And one of the comments that was in the Zoom from the higher up was it was change the pink. And that's what, that's just what inspired me to talk about that with the change the pink. I just thought, why was that so bad? Why did this person feel the need to say change the pink? That's what they focused on. 
despite this big presentation this person did besides this the work the, whether the work was correct why was the focus on the color of the bar on why does it matter why, why does, does it matter? that matter if the content is good yeah like, exactly something that i've told myself um in these last few years because i didn't mm -hmm. always have colored hair but um i started dyeing it at 20 and i was a little nervous jumping back into the workforce mm -hmm. um these last few months and um i just told myself listen you are who you are and this is a part of your identity if somebody wants you to change your hair then you don't want to work for them because you want somewhere that will see you and accept you as you are and my hair isn't threatening anyone if anything mm -hmm. i get hella compliments for my hair and i'm extremely capable and extremely professional and focused and um yeah like that's what i told myself if i interview anywhere and they say like my my question is dress code like i can understand nose rings kind of no i can't i really can't honestly but like you know i'll put a stud on if you don't want me to wear the hoop like it's no big yeah. deal but um like my hair like you asked me to change my hair no thank you so like sometimes i want to feel that way towards pink or yeah. like femininity type things like why is that a problem like why yeah why are people are so quickly judging us in the workplace by the way we look before we yep. even speak like yep. people have these ideas about you and who you are before you even open your mouth and yeah depending on what you do like you know i'm sure there were probably people when i would say like oh i'm a professional dancer that their brain would go girl job like, oh, yeah, same, that same makes with sense. makeup industry, same with makeup artists, you know, and then think that I'm probably just some like dumbo ditzy person who doesn't really know anything and doesn't know things about other things. And people definitely made me feel that way sometimes. Like I'm, I'm really smart and there's way more to me than just you know, like my dance career, I just, this was the way that I chose to go previously mm -hmm. does not mean I'm incapable of having all of these other kinds of conversations or interested in all of these other kinds of things. Like that doesn't make me hollow inside. It's, yeah. It's failure to see the person as well-rounded. Like we were talking about how men have that luxury because you just reminded me. Absolutely. Um, I remembered when I was working, you know, in the makeup industry, I know I worked as a, as a makeup artist on the side as well. And I remember that I was doing somebody's makeup and uh, a friend of my ex's, uh, you know, at the time, well, I was with them at the time, but their friend was watching me uh, do the makeup, right? <laughs> and uh, they were really impressed. And I, I, took, I took the compliment, right? I was like, oh, I took the compliment and everything. Um, and so I was doing the makeup and I remembered that they said to me, um, we talked about school because I was trying to make conversation with, you know, both people again people think that makeup is just all oh, paint somebody's face make them look pretty that's fine uh, people used to always tell me i would love to work in makeup all you do is play with makeup all day you have to have people skills for that i you do because i had to you know you can't just sit there and do makeup and not say anything i i made make sure to make people feel comfortable and have a conversation so while this person was watching i didn't want my person the client to be uncomfortable uh so i made conversation to involve both of them you see so they don't feel uncomfortable so Again, people skills. So apparently I was, I was talking and I made a conversation. And I talked about school. That's always an easy one. I talked about school and I was like, yeah, school, da, 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 da. And the person um, cut in, the, you know, the, not the client, the other person cut in and they said, oh yeah, you went to school. I was like, yeah. And they were like, what did you major in makeup? And, I, and it was quite the dig. And I turned and I said, no, I said psychology. And I finished my degree. And then I went back to doing my, the makeup. And I remember thinking that was quite the dig. 
That was quite the dig. I read it. Oh insane. my god! But it was quite the dig. I remember when they said that because it's like, I, yeah, I just do makeup on the side. But no, man. I, when I was talking about school, I had talked. I was talking about it in past tense. I had finished my degree, uh, and I think that the person was like taken aback, like, "You finished your degree?" And I'm like, "Yeah." But why are you doing this? Like, yeah, like I'm just happened to be doing. I do makeup on the side. It's like you don't know what it is that I do. You don't know my interests. You don't know how smart I am. And so I think that's what I always joke with people. I tell them I want people to underestimate me. So like I said, like because it's then I can only surprise them with my talents and then with everything and my intelligence. And so yes, with the workplace thing as well. So what this is why I think it's super important. Why I'm still on the fence about wearing the pink shirt or not to the interview because. At the previous workplace that I mentioned, um, I worked a lot with families, right? And sometimes I had to prepare a presentation as well. Um, and so when I prepared these presentations, I wanted to use the colors I like. I want to use the colors I like and wanted to use the things that I like. These presentations were meant to be fun. Uh, they were meant to be fun. They were meant. They were not. They weren't so serious, right? So I already had that loose structure. If I wanted to, I could put little, I really wish that I could put little things like this, like little cakes and cute things. Those are the things that I like, right? Little strawberries and everything. I wanted to do that with my presentation backgrounds and make them like me. Um, but I hesitated often. I made them more plain, more a uh, little neutral. You know, I made them more neutral, still playful, but more on the neutral side. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course, font. Uh, my excuse to myself and my brain was that pink was hard to read. Uh, as a font, especially baby pink as a font. But in reality, it was because uh, I didn't want to be criticized for these presentations. The way that I mentioned my friend was criticized uh, of the bar graph thing. I didn't want for there to be uh, one day an instance that somebody pulled me aside and said, um, maybe you, your, your presentations are not professional because they have cute thingies and they have, and again, these were meant to be fun. They were not meant to be very serious like even the wording on these presentations was fun mm-hmm. uh so they were meant to be fun but i i was still defined fun under the parameters of neutral or masculine mm-hmm. not fun under the parameters of what i would think are fun and cute and like visually interesting so that was another thing and two uh, like i mentioned i worked with families as well and i when i would you know go to work we didn't really have a really uh strict dress code we was really kind of open as long as it was appropriate like we mentioned you want to be covered like yeah i'm not going to show up to work on a tank top uh but i remember that i stayed away often from feminine silhouettes anything that was either pink either like uh and i thought okay maybe because i want to work dark colors you know i think i just like dark colors on myself especially with the line of work that i'm doing yeah um but in cuts like sometimes my clothes that have like a little lettuce hem i didn't like that i felt that that was a little too like I didn't like that. Or I would, there, were, there are colors that are dark and still feminine cuts. I still stayed away from feminine cuts. I wore things that were a little more boxy. I was, uh, of course, one was comfort. But the other thing, I think I, I think I excused it by saying it was comfort. I mostly wore a t-shirt and jeans. Um, that's mostly what I wore. I had other things. I had blouses, but I never wore blouses <clears throat> to work. And I realized it was more because I felt, um, I didn't think there would be a conversation with my higher-ups, but we talked about how femininity is perceived. I felt that I would have like a complaint from the families I worked for. I was afraid that my the families would say someone would be offended um, or somebody would think that I'm unprofessional and then it would eventually get to my higher up and they would, you know, they would eventually get back to me. So a lot of like fear in, uh, I guess fear, I guess uncertainty in expressing who I am, who, what it is that I dress like, my manner of speaking, 
Um, so a lot of that, and that's what makes me think, okay, I have a second opportunity for this. And I think what like, you know, if you guys listened to the last podcast or watched it, I talked about feeling burned out and uh, how, you know, just a lot of stress everywhere. And I think what often adds to my stress is that when I feel that I am not me to a certain extent, you know, because of course there's professionalism, right? Like I am a very, I can, I'm a professional individual. I can be professional. I can, I'm not going to be going off on tangents and interrupting people, right? I'm not going to be cursing at my job. I'm not going to do that. But um, what I think made me feel a little burnt out from my previous job was, and it wasn't that anything was imposed. Like I mentioned, things are unspoken. It was nothing that I felt was imposed on me, but I felt the need to impose it upon myself just with societal structure. I felt like I wasn't myself. I felt like I came home and I took off these clothes and then I was Jen again. Then I was me again, right? And of course I said, there's a way in workforce where you'll feel like you're not entirely yourself just based on professionalism. But for me, I was an entirely, felt like I was an entirely different person. Mm-hmm. like to the point I said where I didn't even wear pink there was no structure in our in our in our dress code there was no mention of we can't wear this you can't wear that as long as you were covered it was fine uh, but I still didn't wear pink I didn't wear pink to the workplace I didn't do my presentations with the things that I like the cute things that I like I didn't express interest in the things that I liked uh, sometimes we would have mixers and group things you know from work uh, and they would sometimes try to break the ice, being like, oh, what are you guys watching on Netflix? What are you guys into right now? Uh, what it, and they, one, I think one of them was like, um, what was the last thing you purchased? And the last thing I had purchased was like a makeup item. And I felt silly uh, being in front of my coworkers. Like I purchased this highlighter and it's like this and it's like that. I felt silly. So I lied. And I said, I purchased some other boring, I can't even remember what the lie was. That's how boring it was. I picked some boring item that wasn't actually true. And so I think that's why with this time around, that's why I'm on the fence still about wearing the pink to the interview, because it's like, do I want to set that expectation again for myself where I am somebody else at work, you know, Um, where I'm now, when I have to come home and take off this costume and take off this fake persona, because you know, so I think that's like what you were saying about your hair and how, why would you, I want to work for someplace like that? For me, it's not so much, like I said, my previous workplace, um, it was more of me imposing that upon myself. That was never anything that was spoken or said to me, but because of my experiences and just what I've seen and perceived, um, I felt like I couldn't, or I yeah. was just afraid to. And so I don't want to create that pattern for myself moving forward, because I think that led to the stress and the led to, you know, led to a lot of things that were happening for me mentally, um, with not being able to express myself within, you know, reasonable parameters. So, of course, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, um, I was, I was thinking while you were talking and mm-hmm. I was like, what I'm trying to think about it in the reverse, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what could be a reason why somebody, what, what, what are they perceiving about us when we wear pink or we dress feminine or, you know, we're hyper feminine. I should say that hyper femininity because pink is seen as, is seen as something that's very hyper feminine. You know, heels are hyper feminine. A dress is hyper feminine. You know, you can't wear a dress to an interview, no matter how, you know, conservative you look in that dress it's unprofessional to wear a dress it's unprofessional to wear heels and why because they're just feminine right but I was thinking about it and when you think about like pink and heels and dresses and someone who looks hyper feminine the 
societal expectation is high maintenance. And when we think about someone who's high maintenance, we think about someone who likes things being done for them rather than doing things for themselves. Mm-hmm. So I'm just sitting here like, damn, that's kind of fucked up. So all of a sudden high maintenance claims the color pink. All of a sudden high maintenance claims all things feminine. All of a sudden women are high maintenance. Like, and what is the issue really with being high maintenance? If you're competent, if you work hard. It seems to me like a demonization of also certain traits, like uh, juvenile, right? Uh, Like, again, also pink. Like you haven't grown up yet. Like you haven't grown up yet, or you're seen as high maintenance, or you're seen as like dumb or something. And so I think with high maintenance, I think that's something that is, number one, I think that is a terrible way to look at people who are high maintenance, because um, someone who's high maintenance, I think, wow, they really care about, you know, being really put together. Like, you know, if you were to interview someone who you perceive as high maintenance, I think, wow, this person pays such attention to detail that their nails are always done. Their hair is always done. They look the part. They will always be presentable. And I'll be like, that means their work will be presentable. That means they care about these kinds of things, but it's not seen that way because high maintenance has been often attributed to women and femininity and society always demonizes that. And it's like bad, women equal bad, you know, feminine equal bad. And so because high maintenance, I've never heard, I think I've never heard men be referred to as high maintenance, uh, but since the word high maintenance- Even though some of be, them really are. They are, really yeah. They really are, but they're not seen as high maintenance. They're seen as um, successful. Like well-groomed, successful, well-groomed, presentable, like, you know, and so- that, the They have of, standards of life, you know what Exactly. I mean? And so I think that that's like, it's, it's seen because it's like so closely attributed to like women- it's seen as something that's bad. And I think that that's a terrible, you know, a terrible way to see it. And also like intelligence, like, you know, um, when again, what made me like hesitate talking about the last purchase, you know, icebreaker question, the, the highlighter or the highlight, <laughs> it was um, that I was afraid that we're going to be like, because that's the thing. I, I think we have talked about like, this on this. It's being judged women. for being girly. Yeah. yeah. It's being judged for being girly. And the thing is, the worst part is that sometimes like we talk about uh, misogyny and that kind of judgment comes from other women. And uh, there was other women in this mixer, but I didn't want other women to look at me as well. Like, like I'm not going to talk to her anymore. Or like, or like, oh, she seemed cool, but you know, because I always wanted to make friends. Unfortunately, you know, I said, I will say this, my previous job did, I was a little more of an isolated job, uh, but it's, so uh, you didn't really have face-to-face contact with your coworkers much. And so uh, I wanted to make friends, but I didn't have the opportunity to. And so sometimes I would think, oh, what if this person really takes a liking to me? And because uh, I trained a lot of people, um, and I'm like, what if they take a liking to me? And then uh, we'll become friends. And in order to not blow it, especially at this mixer thing, I I was like, let me not blow it. Let me not say something that will turn people off, especially like, again, there was women in this thing too, but I didn't think anybody would relate to me if I said, oh, I bought a highlighter this weekend. That's my last purchase was a makeup item. Um, But yeah, I think that we're talking about, like, it's like, it's just um, the way society views uh, femininity. It's also super infiltrated workplaces um because i learned that like i said the learned that the hard way with <laughs> with this previous job uh which is again unspoken nobody yeah. said that nobody said it but i just knew that i 
I knew I had a feeling that if I did something like this, if I did that in the presentations that I was putting together, that I would, there was going to be a conversation. And, you know, I didn't want there to ever be a conversation about like my work and whatnot. And yeah, I think that's a, it was really a big shock, I think, to me coming from, um, coming from uh, like the makeup industry. Cause that's where I originally previously worked was the makeup industry. And that is very, as all I'm going to say that there, that is, wow, everything's great. They're also very presentation based and, uh, but they're more put together based. You talked about it earlier uh, about straightening your hair. Yeah. Uh, that's something, that's something that I refuse to do. I think in a lot of um, makeup uh, interviews that I had, I'm not going to say the brand that I worked for, but I worked for a certain brand. Uh, where it was supposed to be very like, uh, funny enough, I wore a dress to that interview. Uh, but again, different industry. Yeah. Yes, so I was, that's uh, true. Yeah, that's was, a, that's a place where you want to be hyper feminine. To an yes, extent, to, to an, an extent. extent. Yes, I would say yes. But also to an extent, I don't know, it depends, because we definitely had um, men working in the industry as well. Uh, but yes, and so yeah, but I also have- when men enter, a female dominated industry, they climb that escalator really fast because they're, mm. they're they, that that's just kind of how society works in, yep. in female dominated places. When a man infiltrates that space, they, they, the doors open up for them really fast. And they also held to different uh, standards because mm-hmm. uh, the men who worked in makeup. Oh yeah. Not- if you can do makeup, it's like, Oh my God. Wow. But if a woman can do makeup. It's like, yeah, you're supposed to know how to do makeup. Exactly. And also I will say they, they were held to a different standard because uh, they could come without makeup on, but we had to have a full face on. It was acceptable for them to come without makeup on. Uh, but if we did it, it was bad. And I think that that was, uh, yeah, that that was one of those things that was like, mm, that's interesting. for them, it was a, an option, but for us, it was a must. So um, yeah, I, so I interviewed for this uh, brand. I interviewed for a brand and I wore a dress um, uh, to the interview. And I remember that the for the dress code, because I know that this brand had a very specific dress code of the way you're supposed to be. Um, and need, it required your hair to be up. Now, I don't like my hair up. Uh, I don't like my hair up. I don't like my hair being pulled back. I like my, the way my hair looks down. I think it frames my face really nicely, but I will, I'll pull up how I'll put it up half up. I'll pull it up somewhat up. So I thought about doing a ponytail cause I miss me. I'm sorry. In a bun. No, the bun is not me. So I was like, I'm not going to do a bun. So mm-hmm. I put it up in a ponytail. I just need to be away from my face. So when I put it up, I remember everybody suggesting to me the day before the interview, you should straighten your hair. Like you can do a ponytail, make sure it's like sleek and straight, like think Kim Kardashian. And I thought, like, is this, is this person, is this company going to pay for the treatments of my hair? Is this company going to pay for the heat damage? Um, I don't think so. I'm not going to straighten my hair. And this was when I was still using heat on my hair. So I could have just taken a, like, you know, what is it? The straightener to it and called it a day, but I just did not like the implication that, you know, when somebody said that, when they were like, you should straighten it though. I thought, I'm not doing that. This is my natural hair. Like I, no one's going to tell me that my natural hair isn't good enough. That's, that's, I don't even know how to, how to describe what kind of discrimination that is. Um, so that, yeah, I remember that. So definitely, in um, there's a, even in the women in dominated industry, there is weird standards and there's like little standards of what you should and shouldn't do and how you should be presented. Uh, again, femininity, yes, to a certain extent is like embraced and whatnot. Um, but there, are, it depends, I guess, with the clientele, because I had a lot of uh, customers also 
say really um, nasty things about uh, what they perceived about from the makeup industry. Uh, like mm. I mentioned, people would say, you play with makeup all day and you guess it's the funnest job. And then it would also say things about other people who work for other brands. And they would say things about uh, things that they didn't know about them. They'd say things like, uh, yeah, they seem really bitchy over there. And I think you don't, like you don't know them. And I can't say that this was a customer. I couldn't say anything, but I remember I thought you don't know them. You're just perceiving them to be that way because they're with that brand, you know, they have them. Yeah. Really, and also, yeah. you know, like I, I have a, a resting bitch face, you know, mm -hmm. and I've noticed, I've been paying attention to the way I carry myself when I go mm -hmm. places. If I'm not speaking to anyone, I've noticed that I have a very, I put on a very serious face. Like I kind of mm -hmm. walk like I'm, <laughs> like I'm about to yell at you or something. Um, but when you get to know me and you talk to me, I'm like super happy, goofy, bubbly, emotional, all of the things. Mm -hmm. But I think as women, we um, train ourselves to develop a thick skin because mm -hmm. we're harassed all the time. There's yeah. a different standard of living. If I want nobody to bother me, like I'll never forget about how when I went to Peru when I was 18 and my cousin's wife, she's mm -hmm. shorter than me. And, and uh, the area that my grandmother's home was in is not a good area. Mm -hmm. um, and she was living there at the time. They were living there at the time. And uh, she talked about how she like took the taxi by herself and walked to the house and everyone's like it's very dangerous there so they're mm -hmm. like oh my god and she was like all you gotta do is grab your bag real tight and make like a face and just walk down that street like you're gonna kick everybody's ass and i it, i never forgot it and ever since then i kind of walk around with a face like that like come at me i'm gonna fight you <laughs> and you know and it kind of you get so used to it that whenever your face is resting you kind of like i mean you've probably seen sometimes when our face really rests during this podcast and we're listening to the other person I'm I might look mm -hmm. like I'm criticizing the fuck out of Bay. I'm not. I'm actually like listening, listening. My mm. my face is just like resting, and I have to remind myself to go smile. <laughs> no, I think you don't owe nobody a smile. All oh right? yeah. Here's oh, I hate too. it when people you don't go. Owe nobody why don't you smile? And it's like, what if I don't like to smile? What if what I don't want to smile? There's all of these things of what women should do and how they should be in every kind of scenario in the workplace. Don't be too feminine at home. Be more feminine. Like when you're, when you're out and I see you, why are you angry women, bitchy, all of this? Yeah. Yes. Speaking of being more, fe oh my goodness. Yes. I have that, the whole being more feminine and that kind of thing. Um, yes. Uh, there was, a, you know, we talked about points in our lives where we both weren't feminine, uh, as feminine as I am. I have like, you know, again, this is what y'all see is what y'all perceive. I don't know how y'all perceive me and everything. Uh, but I think I carry some masculine energy as well. And I think Same. that it's uh, sometimes, you know, like it's, I, I think people expect one kind of one, they expect one kind of a uh, person, I guess, like a person you can put into a box as they expect of me. Um, I wasn't always pink. I know, as I mentioned, I wasn't always pink and all this. I wasn't that, but I was somewhere in the middle before. I was somewhere in the middle before. And uh, I did wear makeup and I like to put on my outfits. I've always been obsessed with clothes. And I remember that I had a, you know, a comment said to me by, you know, uh, an ex of mine where uh, they said to me, oh, you don't really like, you know, when we first met, you wore all that lipstick and all them outfits and everything. And now you don't really do that anymore. And I was kind of like, well, and like, I remember thinking that the way I felt was like, oh, I set that precedent just by 
the, maybe the times that you know when I met them, maybe it was a time that I had more time for myself. I was a university student at the time when this comment was made. I was like, you know, and it made me feel bad about myself at that time. And I remember thinking maybe they met me at a time where I had more free time and more like, you know, I had time to play with makeup. At this point, I was a university student working in the makeup industry. I wore makeup on I, to work. I was on my day off. I don't want to wear makeup. And so I realized that's yep. the thing. Is that Yeah, it's like, exactly. Yep. <laughs> and so I get like, I mentioned like, I think the per- the perception that they had of me was that I was this, we talk about high maintenance, right? They saw the lipstick, they saw the outfits, they saw, you know, my hair, and they probably thought high maintenance, she's always going to try to keep herself dolled up. She's always going to like have her little nails did, have her like, you know, lipstick on, have her hair done, because that's the way I was when they met me. Um, and I think that they, when they started realizing that slowly, you know, when life became more busy for me, and I became a little more comfortable, I stopped doing those things, it was suddenly like a shameful thing, that I suddenly wasn't feminine anymore. And I often have that fear sometimes, because of the way that I uh, present now, you know, super feminine with the pink is that I'm afraid that on the days, like, for example, today, guys, I'm wearing black, I'm wearing like, yeah, this is like you all saw earlier, this is denim, and I have black socks on, I have this on with combat boots, you know, when I wear this out and about, um, and I have a beret on, right? Sometimes I'm not dressed in the super pink, and sometimes I'm not wearing the makeup and everything. Uh, I still very much will be like, oh, this is so cute, and be like, gush over things like this, but I'm, I don't always have the pink on, I don't always have the the lipstick and the hair done, I don't always have that, and sometimes I get afraid that that is the expectation that I'm setting, Yeah, uh, that I'm going to all, that, you know, they want to put you in this box, they want to put me in this box of, uh, oh, girly pink everything shopping da 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 and that is me sometimes but sometimes it's not me sometimes I'm just quiet sometimes I'm quiet since I had a resting bitch face too sometimes I joke with people I tell them I don't want to laugh sometimes <laughs> and I'm very smiley sometimes when I want to be and I'm like you know I will I love to joke but there are times where I just want to be quiet and just yeah have my little face on and not really like you know it's just nothing's wrong it's just how I want to be sometimes I want to wear black sometimes I want to wear I don't want to wear little feminine girly things because I want to be more covered up or wear my masculine fits um and I often think you know I think I'm setting that expectation but at the same time like I mentioned I love people underestimate me so put me in that box and watch how quickly I break out of it you know so I think that's uh to me that's the way I've always perceived at least being put into that box I don't like it but like I said watch how quick I break out of it It's funny while you were talking, I was thinking about like my relationship to the color pink and how, I mean, you guys could see my, my walls are pale pink. I I didn't paint these walls, but you Uh can see there's like different shades of pink. I've had pink hair. I love pink hair on my head. It's so Mm -hmm. pretty, but, um, pink used to be like, no, it it still is one of my favorite colors, Mm -hmm. but I got bullied out of being able to say it out loud because like you mentioned like I also had like a tomboy phase like I I've always said like I'm just like a little boy Mm -hmm. um but when puberty hit me when I was like in fifth grade it's when hyper hyper feminine Danny came out and I was going to school in heels and skirts I had purses I was like pink frilly ruffles pleated skirts all of the good stuff and I got slut shamed. I got slut shamed for it. Um, I never kissed a boy, never held a boy's hand, never like barely hugged a boy. I did have boyfriends, but like I didn't, we didn't go anywhere with it. We were like 11, you know, mm-hmm. 12. And I got slut shamed. I got slut shamed because like, just like we talked about how like, don't judge me by the way I look. Um, because I used to pay, play capture the flag in heels. And heels, but guess what? I was running after everybody. I was like about it, very competitive. I didn't care. 
Um, but I'm not going to act like being slut shamed didn't hurt my feelings. Mm -hmm. I didn't lose my femininity, but as the year, like as the years went on, I definitely toned it down. So like, Mm -hmm. honestly, Bay, you didn't even see the height of the hyper feminine. You Mm -hmm. saw part of it, but it was way more feminine in fifth grade. Way more. I'm so sad I missed it because with the skirt and the heels, that's how I met you. Uh, That's how I met you. Skirt and the heels. And let me tell y'all, like you were in your little skirt and your heels and taking the purse out to to recess. But let me tell you, Daniela was doing her work in class. You would think that you saw her like out here just, oh, who cares? I'm going to do my hair and look at myself in the mirror in class or whatever people perceived you as. And then she was doing her work. You were doing your work in class. I remember that. Uh, I, I sat, had really good grades. I, had I sat really next. Good yeah, I sat next to you. So that was not a reflection of anything. I said, then you were out at recess. I didn't. I saw you at recess sometimes, but I didn't really. See, I had my own little friends, and uh, I would never really be in the same areas that you were at. But I did see you. I captured a flag. You were always volunteering. You ran for like student council. I think you were always doing was, that. If I, if I don't, <laughs> if I remember correctly, I was uh, student body president. Yeah, I, I don't for sixth grade. This. Yeah, so <laughs> it's like I don't grade. remember any of this, but I remember like you know you did all these things and extracurriculars and very academic motivated. And I think that, like you said, like it's I'm sad that I missed the height of the femininity because you were pretty feminine in sixth grade. And I'm like, oh my god, even more. That's great. It makes me happy, but it makes me sad that I missed it. That I got like you know the watered down version because people you know oh yeah and when I tried to jump back into it like you gave me this beautiful sweater that's like hot pink and I love it it's my favorite kind of pink and I pre-pandy I went on a date with this guy and it was like our third date we'd like seen each other a few times Mm -hmm. and uh that was the last date also um Mm -hmm. when I walked over to him met him at the front of the theater he was like wow that's pink and I was like yeah it's it's pink um and I remember when I told you that you didn't realize that that I I was like no 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 bae it was a dig yeah I didn't know this wow that's pink it was wow that's pink like that's really pink like I only recently found that like as if he had some kind of idea of who I was Mm -hmm. based off of meeting me based off of talking to me like our first two date hangouts whatever you want to call them Mm -hmm. um but then I show up on date number three with a bright pink sweater and all of a sudden everything that i was before is like oh no although she's shown me this is who she is she wore a pink sweater so now i know that this is who she really is and it's like what like no i'm so much more than that like i am very yeah I, i have some girly things to me but i also not the girliest person but who cares who cares if you are the way I choose to express my our rooms express our fashion express our likes doesn't define our capability of working our capability of learning of being professional it has nothing to do with it it's just just like how some people mm, prefer rollerblades over roller skates roller skates are feminine rollerblades are masculine yeah, that's what I always think too. Like, you know, and so yeah, you're right. Certain things are reserved for femininity. And I think that that's crazy. Yes, the, the thing you mentioned, the whole, you really like pink. Uh, guys, I didn't realize that was a dig until literally a couple, like maybe two months ago. I had, you know, I told you, I, I told you guys I moved, right? And so I moved into like, you know, my new place. I had to have the cable set up and uh, my room, this is what you see is why y'all see my little background. This is what my room looks like. This is what mm. it looks like. There's pinks everywhere. 
I have a thousand things that are pink in here and I just exist in here depending on what I'm wearing and I'm not always wearing pink. Uh, anyway, this person came in to like set up my cable and everything and they took one look around my room and they were like, wow, that's a lot of pink. And I was like, yeah. And like, you know, I've, I've had that comment, of course, I get this comment often, mm-hmm. often I go to like, you know, Ross and buy my all my containers that are pink. And I remember the person rang me up to the same thing. They're like, somebody likes pink. And I was like, I do. And I was like, so happy because I thought I did not know that it was a dig until this person, the cable person said this to me and said, well, it's a lot of pink. And it was his like facial expression and the demeanor in which he said it. Um, and I think he even backpedaled to be like, oh, but da, 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 like, they tried something else. But I remember the, his initial reaction made me be like, he didn't mean that as a compliment. And it made me think of all the times that everybody has ever said it to me and how many times people have not like meant that as a compliment and how I've taken it that way and how that probably makes me look. But it's fine because, you know, I said, I'm going to have a doctorate one day. And exactly going to practice in an office that looks like exactly like this. Eat my pink dust. Yeah, exactly. Not even, <laughs> not even suck on my pink pastel toes. <laughs> yes. And for our listeners, that was Bay smacking the crap of her. That was me, my, my fuzzy pen. If you don't like it, you don't like neurodivergence. Like I'm just kidding. <laughs> another thing i'm aggressive about it guys that's another thing in case y'all have noticed i'm aggressive about most things positivity too i don't think you guys i don't know if this was on here earlier but i was aggressively oh yes i mean i was saying to uh, daniela she that uh she didn't believe in us i was like you don't believe in us because i'm aggressively positive mm-hmm. and uh, i'm aggressively feminine now too so thank you society for making me aggressively feminine i don't say hyper feminine anymore i say aggressively feminine. i love that i love that <laughs> i'm not aggressively feminine in the same way but I don't have to be, but I can wear pink, you know, and and we welcome and love aggressively. Jen is one of the Mm -hmm. smartest people I know. Do you know who was helping me with my essays this last year and revising all my papers because I was like, you know, imposter syndrome is big. (laughs) It's me. Yes. Me. (laughs) Yes. Um, But now we're going to bring this podcast to a wrap and I want to leave you guys with a funny note of something hilariously embarrassing that happened to me um during the break as I mentioned there's a lot of doctor's visits and getting set up for my meds Mm -hmm. this happened in like the last like a month ago roughly almost a month ago Mm -hmm. uh so uh, Bay knows the story but it's like this is my favorite story this is my favorite story guys please settle in let me listen and not pound my pen (laughs) So, so, you know, you go back and usually it's like the nurse that takes you back <laughs> and they like do all your vitals and all that stuff. And they set you up and like, I was going to get a pap done. And so, you know, um, we were chit chatting. She looks like she was about my age, which is 27. If you guys didn't know. Um, and she's like going through a mental checklist out loud. And she's like, sorry, like I've been here. Like, I think she said like three weeks or something mm-hmm. or three months, three something. And uh, so she's like, just making sure I'm not forgetting anything. And she's taking out things and she's putting them places like to be set up. And mm-hmm. as she's leaving, um, I, like I'd seen her take out things and set them up, but she's putting them in like the doctor's area. So I'm like, yeah. Cool. And she goes, um, okay, so like, uh, just go ahead and undress from the waist down and the doctor should be here shortly. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I was like, cause usually they hand you something, right? Um, and I was like, so, um, take everything off from the waist down. And she was like, yeah, 
I'll be right back in in just a moment. Just go ahead and take everything off on the waist down. And um, yeah, the doctor will be in shortly. And then like also asks me, asks me, um, is it okay if uh, the doctor has like an intern coming in with them? Um, is that all right? Um, and I was like, yeah, it's fine. And so uh, she leaves and I'm sitting there going like, you know, cause I, um, I was just thinking upon some of the needs that I have that I want to find a more progressive place when open enrollment comes back around. And now that I have amazing benefits from my job, but once I qualify for them, I want to get a new place. And I was like, mm-hmm. wow, I guess they're more progressive than I thought. Like, I'm just, I'm like, I was just sitting there giving myself a pep talk. Right. I'm like, you know what, Daniela, you're progressive it's a body, you know, you got a vagina, <laughs> you got an ass, like what's new. Right. So I'm like, okay, this place is progressive. Doctors see this all the time. What's the difference before is there was just like a paper covering over you, but they're going to lift it anyway. That's the point. Right. So I'm like, okay. So I'm like, <laughs> I was like, all right. So I'm going to, um, I take off my, my pants. I take <laughs> off my panties. I put them in a pile and I get up on the medical table that already has the, the, you know, that paper thing that lays on mm-hmm. it for you to sit on. And I sit down and I, and like, like I should mention the door is behind me and I'm just sitting there and I'm just like giving myself a pep talk. And At this point, I, you're pantsless, right? I'm pantsless. pantsless. I'm bottomless. <laughs> I just got a crop top on and I'm like, it's fine. Like, I'm like, listen, like, it's going to be okay. Right. And so I'm just sitting there and I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, this is kind of weird though. Like if they open the door, I hope nobody's walking in the hallway because they might see their ass, right? So I'm just sitting there and um, the nurse comes back in, right? She walks past me and then does a double take and she goes, oh, you're naked. And I was like, she was like, you didn't want to put your thing on. And she walks over to the other side of the room where she had laid something down, but never told me it was for me. I, I remember this because I wouldn't just sit there naked. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, you didn't tell me that was for me. I, I didn't know that that was, that was for me. And she was like, oh, it is. And then she <laughs> grabs it because she doesn't, I'm sitting there bottomless. And at this point I got like my arms crossed in front of my like waist. Cause I'm like, oh God, oh I just like, flashed this nurse. Like she just walks in and I'm like, you know how they always knock on the door and ask if yeah, you're right. she even knocked. And I was like, yep. <laughs> And she, <laughs> so she grabs the the thing right and it's literally just like pretend that it's like a blanket in this yeah. form and she grabs it and walks with it in front of her face so that she doesn't have to look at me and I just grab it and lay it down and she walks out and I'm like oh my red God. and I was just like thank god that she came back because imagine if the doctor and the intern would have come in and been like oh you didn't want to like i'm glad it was just her because i was just sitting there like wow but now that shit is funny because i was literally sitting there like wow this place is pretty progressive damn <laughs> you know what makes me laugh is when you said the the opening the door and somebody in the hallway seeing you and, and also I'm thinking okay like I mentioned I'm picturing you was that when so you clarified for me that you're wearing a crop top guys there's no I'm thinking you for some reason I imagined you with like a button down like what you have on right now so they would cover like at least a little bit but like I realized no there's no hiding in a crop top no it's just out and the fact that I was like, literally oh. naked from the waist down literally because I was wearing a crop top so waist down, you know, 
all of it was out. It was, it was, it was great. You know, I was telling myself, I'm like, you know what? A lot of people have seen your ass, you know, you backstage changing for dancing. People have seen you make it's okay. It's fine. It's just the body. I'm like, you've always told yourself that you'd be interested in going to a nude beach once just to see what it's like. Like, just let's just take this as practice. You know, you've always said that you want to, when I was living in my old home and it was just me and my ex-husband, sometimes I'd walk around that house nude for a while and it was great. I was a nudist at home sometimes. That's hilarious. <laughs> I think, I think most people actually are nudists and don't openly admit so I prophecy you for admitting that that's hilarious I think it's even funnier that she knocked and was like are you ready you were like yep <laughs> yeah so oh you know what this God. might be a new segment that we add on to the ends of the podcast uh because I have plenty of funny you got, and you embarrassing a lot. stories those yeah. are this is my, my favorite one this one lives in my memory rent free whenever I, I need a laugh or something or I think about funny things I like to think about this because I was die i mean i was dying right now but i was dying yep. when she told me the story first and i was also cringing because I, I was imagining that the doctor and the intern would come at any sir at any moment and the fact that they could have come in at any moment made me die inside i can't believe it that poor that poor, poor nurse uh <laughs> oh my goodness she was yeah she went home and and they probably asked her honey how was your day anything interesting yeah i walked in on a naked lady <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. But that's too funny. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. But we love these stories. Like we said, I was going to drink some water, but I just remembered babysitting a chai over here. Um, yes, I, I am glad that we're going to probably end the segment now with this. With Dan- what are we going to call this? Danielle, Daniela's Delights was your birthday stuff. What are mm-hmm. we going to call this? Uh, Ditsy Danny. Ditsy Danny's. Ditsy Danny's. <laughs> Ditsy Danny's are oh, I love that we're gonna call it Ditsy Danny's from now on we're gonna have segments of that sock cam is my thing so Ditsy Danny <laughs> Ditsy Danny's <laughs> will be um will be the the new thing at the end love it me, love it love it love it chug this. oh my god do I have my did you guys finish your chai do you have a chai why don't you have a chai grab a chai they're I, great it says so in the description always to grab a chai and if you guys are not grabbing chais you're just being defiant which is okay as if we talk about being aggressive here it's a little okay to be defiant, we like grass you're being, yeah, we highly love brats. Um, <laughs> all right, so mine's empty. I finished mine. Me too. Okay, all right then, guys. That means that you guys came for the chai, but stayed for the cheese, man. Uh, be sure to like and share this video and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Yes, yes, yes. And then make sure to check out all the links below. We have all of our social media handles, including our new TikTok, including our new TikTok. You don't want to miss that. Mm-hmm. So the chives are done, all empty, and so is this cheese man. Ciao. Salud. Bye. Bye.